Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, July 28th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioye Jr. Joining me is the master of hype, Snowbike Mike. Bless, what up, homie? Thanks for having me on today. Very excited to talk all the video game news with you. Hell yeah, man. How long has it been since you've been on a, on a Games Daily with me? I know you've done some with Gary mm. recently, but I feel like it's been a while since I've gotten to host with you. Yeah, I think we might have only done this once together, Bless, where you and I have got to sit down and just hang out and talk game news. Usually I'm over hosting where you're at and doing it with Gary all the time. So this might be second, maybe third time maximum. So it's nice to just kick it and Hell get to yeah. chat with you because we don't get to do this enough, you and I. X-Cast, PSI Love You, XOXO, Bitter they Rivals. They, 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 they separate they, the youngsters here yeah. at this company. They separate the youngsters. You know how powerful we are together. They know exactly. we, can't, we can't be together too much. We'll take over the company. <laughs> yes. You don't get enough of me. You don't get enough of Nick Scarpino. I get a lot oh. of Nick Scarpino. You get a lot of Greg Miller. You know, it's yeah. they they separate the youngsters here, everybody. They don't let us come they, together. They, they know we're too powerful together, you know? Mm -hmm. 100 percent mm -hmm. what was the name chat let me know we had it when we were on last time i think we created a name for this duo oh, i want to say it was like psx cast or ps i love you x cast something like that like let me know in chat bless the mic was it bless the mic yeah i think it was bless uh, the mic we like been blessed blessed the i think that i like Hell that yeah. a lot mm -hmm. now mike upcoming today we got the annapurna showcase i want to know what are your hype levels for that you know annapurna showcase is not super hype to me i think the most excitement I get out of that is we're going to see some really cool and different video games. And that's what I'm most excited for, Bless, right? These aren't games that usually speak to me on my gaming side. You know me. I'm the big AAA darling. Give me the Call of Duties, the Halos, the Fall Guys. That's all I ever want to play. But right. Annapurna, they have a special place in my heart because they always show me something different. And they show me something beautiful that I like seeing. But usually I don't really play. But what about you? Because, like, this is more up, like... You, Greg, Janet, Andy's alley. That's what I think of when I think of Annapurna is you guys. Yeah. So, like, first thing I want to shout out, it's a me, uh, BZT. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> it's a me, BT in chat says crossplay, mm -hmm. which is another one we threw out there. I remember throwing out, bless the mic. I, I think I might have thrown out last time crossplay as as me and you mm -hmm. being the PSLV and also XCast host. Um, so, shout out to that. But yeah, to Annapurna, I'm looking forward to the showcase, but I've had a thing recently with Annapurna where I feel like, for me, they're very hit and miss. I like the kinds of games they make, and I'm always excited for the announcements, but I've realized within the last couple of years that I'll hop into an Annapurna game, and it's very much like, oh, this is a masterpiece in the case of something like Neon White, or, mm -hmm. oh, I fucking hate this thing in the case of 12 Minutes or um, the one that Tim Gettys really loved, the side-scrolling walking uh, sim. Artful Escape. Artful, Artful Escape. escape. And, you, and you were yep. kind of mid on, on Stray. But let me tell you. Yeah, and I was been on, I was been on straight as well. But then, like every you, now and when then, when they hit though, they hit. You know, when they hit, want to know how many hours I put into Neon White Blessing across both Switch me. and Steam? Let me know. Eighty. I don't know. Fucking hours. Oh, he's putting in work on that bless. That is a ten-hour video game. How are you putting in eighty hours into Neon White? 
because I'm trying to improve my times and ruin Jeff Grubb's life. But then also, bless when you beat the game, there's a mode where you can run through every level, like uh, like level after level after level. So you're playing like all 96 levels, and then you that's also a a, a score where it's like uh, I think when I first did it, it's like I beat all 96 levels in like an hour and 11 minutes. Now I've gotten it down to 52 minutes and 40 seconds, and now I'm just Oof. like trying to like improve that time. And it's just it's such a fun addicting game with the gameplay, man. See, and that's that's the power of Annapurna is Annapurna will, for me, either publish something where I'm like, this is a 10 out of 10. This is my favorite mm-hmm. game of the year. Or it's a, oh, I cannot stand this game. And I can never I can never pinpoint where it's going to land as those games are coming out. Like right now, I have pulled up on IGN, Rebecca Valentine's write-up of everything that they announced last year at their okay, showcase. Okay. And it is the Artful Escape, right? Wasn't for me. It was for a lot of people, right? Gary Whittle loved that one. I liked it. Loved that one. You liked that one. I think, Barry, Barry, you liked that one too, right? No, I was very, I was closer to you and Janet on that one. Gotcha. So there's like a spectrum of opinions on that. Neon White, I don't know if that's for everybody, but it seems like that's for a lot of people. I know know a lot of people that are really digging um, Neon White. Outer Loop Games announced a game there, which I think now is uh, Thirsty Suitors from the homie Eka. And that game looks like it's pretty cool. has skateboarding stuff in there. Um, A Memoir Blue, that seemed like it came out and didn't do much. Not even Greg Miller didn't even like that one. It was yeah, a shock. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, so that that's them as well. Uh, Jessica Mack came through uh, and announced a thing. Uh, Jessica Mack was the developer of uh, Sound Shapes, or at least co-director of Sound Shapes, I, I should mm. say. So that's exciting. Storyteller, that that's one that's upcoming. That game looks really dope. Looks you know, I cute. think that looks yep. really cool. But that's another one where I can see it coming out and me playing it and going. Oh man, this is not what I want it to be. But then other people, like the Greg Millers or somebody like Tim Gettys or somebody else, ends up liking it. I can see it being one of those. Uh, but as of now, I think the game looks really cool. Solar Ash, another one that for me was a bit de- uh, divisive, right? Andy Cortez really dug Solar Ash. I played it and I was like, this is okay. I, yeah. I wish it, I wish it was better. I wish it was more the Pathless. But you know, Annapurna also published the Pathless, and I think the Pathless was one of the best launch titles on the mm. PS5. And so like, there's a whole spectrum when it comes to Annapurna, and for that. I'm very excited on what this showcase is going to be, what they have, what they have to show off, because yeah, yeah. it isn't like all their things are just story games, right? They have the neon whites, they have the the pathlesses of the world. They published a game a few years ago called Due Process that I was looking forward to, which I'm like, I don't know if you heard of Due Process. That seems like one that might be up your alley. Yeah. Um, okay. It was like the first person uh, tactical shooter, but the gimmick with it is that each level was procedurally generated. And so no match is the same is the same as the previous one. Really cool concept. I don't know if it hit because I've not heard anybody talk about it since they came out. Okay. But Annapurna, very fascinating publisher. I'm looking forward to the showcase. I think no matter what, it's gonna be a fun time because the showcase last year was a fun time. And mm-hmm. yeah, like I'm I'm looking forward to it. Like, do you have any final predictions yeah, but, on this Annapurna showcase? Yeah, let me take I got two things for you right now. Let me take you one thing. For what we're going to see. One thing that I think you and Andy will be excited about is Cocoon. We saw Cocoon oh, before. That's yes. like the moth-like looking creature. Kind of platforming. Got a really beautiful art style. I think we're going to get a big pop out of Cocoon. And a lot of people will go wild for that. Especially since we've had some fun. Like Tunic before, right? I think of what was the cute crow game that Paris loves more than Death, anything. Death Door. Death Door. Like, I think this is going to hit on that type of level for people out there. So... Cocoon is definitely going to be a, a banger here. For me, I'm looking at this game called Skin Deep. Looks like a first-person shooter uh, over on their website right now. That's going to attract that me That game looks really sure. cool. And that's the type of game that I need out of an Annapurna joint because that reminds me of, like, Void Bastards, right? This isn't mm-hmm. some big AAA shooter, but this is enough where it's like, ooh, okay, you got the first-person shooting elements, like, cool art style. I'm into this idea. Let's see if I can get deep on this one. So 
those are kind of the games I'm looking for, along with Storyteller. I think that looks cute, but I definitely won't play it. But those are the games that I have on my radar right now for today, at least. Hell yeah. I, somebody in chat mentioned, you know, when is when is Annapurna going to get a, a big IP or will they ever get a licensed IP? As a reminder, it was reported that they were approached for a Silent Hill, or at least they were in talks. Oh to make a silent hill game i don't i don't know what the latest update on that is i think they that might have fallen through i don't know if they're actually doing that but it seems like they're not, that's not outside the realm of possibility so look forward to that we're going to be live reacting to it at noon yeah. today and so watch with us on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games or later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games but for now Let's talk about today's stories, which include PS5 getting a big new update, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe DLC Wave 2, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live, right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us if you get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames, rearseeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show at patreon.com slash kind of funny games with bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping for you a new ps i love you xoxo is up right now and is the crew talking about star wars knights of the old republic and if there could be a, a new hope for the remake that is up on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and on podcast services very, very, very good uh new hope there pun uh bless thank very, you good job I, was, I don't know if you're touch. on the dock when i was trying to write that in but i was like uh, i sat yeah. there for a second and i was like what, what <laughs> star wars thing can i sneak in I'm here probably, especially because you don't know uh, like basic quotes like that's no moon stuff like that like I, a basic I, quote that, that's a that's a bc tier star wars quote all right star wars has Mike, so many quotes. I, don't, I, I can't even picture mike watching a star war i'm gonna be honest there so don't even also, wave like, your hand at me mike how many how many of us actually know the quotes verbatim luke i am your father wasn't even the real quote yet all of us say it bear what's the real quote there <laughs> no i am your father exactly all right so you Damn, chat, bro we chat, be making up quotes yourself. now y'all we just make Damn. up star wars quotes and act like everybody's That's supposed crazy. to know them I bet that's no moon was even that's no moon. I bet he was like, oh man, that surely isn't the sun there. But everybody, everybody takes it and turns into that's no moon because of the Mandela effect. Move on, move on. (laughs) (laughs) Like I mentioned earlier, uh, Annapurna Interactive is having a showcase this afternoon. You can come hang out with us as Mike, Andy, and myself will be reacting. If you're watching them live, just continue to watch us here on Twitch for the reactions. But if not, you can catch it later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Fargo Brady, Gordon McGuire, and all tribesmen. Today we're about to be me undies and chime but we'll tell you about that later for now let's begin with what is and forever will be the Oprah report it's time for some news we have five stories today a because dozen starting with our number one ps5 is getting a highly requested update i'm pulling directly from the playstation blog since PS5 launched, we've been listening to your feedback and working and and working every day to bring you more community requested features. Today we are rolling out a new PS5 system software beta that includes 1440p support, game lists, and additional updates to enhance your gaming experiences and make connecting with friends easier on PS5. 
Here's a look at some of the new features. The PS5 beta introduces support for 1440p HDMI video output, enabling players to choose an additional visual setting on compatible PC monitors and TVs. In your game library, you can now create game lists, which make organizing your games even easier. To start, go to the Your Collection tab and select Create Game List. Choose games to add to your game list, then decide what to name it. You can have up to 15 game lists and 100 games per game list. You can now also listen to and compare the difference between 3D, 3D and stereo audio on the same screen, and then choose your preferred setting. When resuming a game, in-progress in activities are often shown prominently at the top of the game hub to make it easy, make it as easy and as fast as possible to get back to where you left off. Uh, there are also some new social features. When you, when, uh, when you join a party and a party member is playing a game you can join, you'll now receive a notification. You can join the game directly from the notification. Uh, and more that, can, you, that you can read on the PlayStation blog. Mike, you're the host of the Kind of Funny X-Cast. What, what do these updates do for you? Right, do you think these are steps in the right direction for PlayStation? Of course, Bless. I think these are always exciting for gamers out there just to take a look at, right? Are these big wowing moments that everyone around the globe, the people that aren't in tune with what we're doing every day, is this going to be a giant like sway for them? No, of course not. But for everybody that's in tune, this is exciting news, right? 1440p, finally, right? That's what everybody's tweeting out. That's what everybody's excited for. They want to see that video output option. And that's a big deal for a lot of gamers out there that are looking to get the frame rates, but also the nice visual uh, video resolution that they want to see out there. So that is exciting for sure to see. I think a lot of other fun ones for me, I do like the option to compare your headphones to stereo and 3D audio. I think for me on the Xbox side, something that was really cool and wowing was the Dolby Atmos, right? Being able to get that Xbox headset and go into the Dolby app and actually be able to hear it live and in effect and see what it's really like to turn on that kind of situation. So I think that's a really cool one for gamers to at least try and see the differences and experience that. I don't think a lot of us know we don't have that ear as many of us do to just perfectly fine tune that and find it out, but it is exciting. So those two for me jump out uh, games lists. I'm a guy who will create folders bless. And then mm. three months down the road for or three months down the road, forget about those folders. And then they become mm. obsolete and just totally dumb. And so I'm not a big folders guy mm. at all, but that's where I was going to turn to you and be like, is folders big for you? But there's a lot to talk about here. So hit me with what you're excited for. Cause you're on the PlayStation side. What do you like? So 1440p is a very highly requested feature. It's probably one of the most highly requested fe features for uh, fans of the PS5, especially if you have a 1440p monitor. Um, that's been a thing I've seen so many people uh, highly request. And so shout out to them to act for actually getting that through. Uh, I am somebody who likes folders and it always bums me out when we have a feature and then we move on to the next generation of consoles and then we lose that feature. PlayStation are experts at that. And so on PS4, we finally <laughs> got features later into the generation. And then in the transition to the PS5, we lost them. And that, that was the thing that for me, that was a bummer. Uh, getting this is exciting, but there is one caveat. I'm going to pull from Kebabs who wrote oh, it okay. patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like you can and says, are folders dead? Both the Switch and now PS5 support grouping games, but only in the library section under a specific tab. It's a miss for me because having folders right on the home screen meant I could group all my games however I wanted right there in the front. And so, yeah, Mike, if you read the fine print, the folders, like you were getting folders, the game lists, quote unquote, but you're going to have to scroll all the way to the right and open up your library to actually get into those folders. It's, it's not pointless, like bless. It's pointless. 
It's what the hell? Like as someone who uh, I, I used folders religiously on my PS4, right? Like I, I, I hated having the really long line of games. Like I liked having yep. just like the, you know, here's my folder for the Batman Arkham games because I'm always going to have these installed. Here's my folder for, you know, multiplayer games. Here's my folder for this, 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 and this, uh, Naughty Dog games, et cetera, et cetera, so on and so forth that I loved having on my home screen that was easy to access. What's the point of having a folder in a folder down the line inside your game library, blessing. There's no fucking point at this point. Like, why? What? What's the point? PlayStation. It's, like, I I know y'all are smarter than me. I'm just a, a dumb guy who doesn't know anything about design, especially the design of you know menus and UI on a, a, a very advanced piece of uh, game technology, right? But like. Come on, let's redesign the home screen to, you know, support themes and to support folders. Bring it back to the PS4, which honestly, uh, I I think personally so far has uh, the best kind of like home scenario between the PS3, PS4 and PS5 so far. I I think for me, it comes down to customizability and allowing people to be able to interact with the UI the way they want to interact with the UI. And that's why it's a bummer that, yeah, the folders are then... Uh, within the library, within the Your Collection tab, right? I already see people in chat being like, oh, is it a big deal? It takes two seconds to get there. It's not the biggest deal, but I do think that it's it's a big missed opportunity. And it's just like, it's... I feel like it's pointless, you know? It, it, it's mm-hmm. not like uh, is like, oh, he's acting like it takes five minutes to go over to your game library. It's like, no, but, like, uh, just the ease of access of, like, having it on your home screen. Like, what's the point of me organizing within, like, a subfolder that, like, is, you know, not, like, right there? Uh, like, I might as well just be looking for games on my home screen at that point. Like, what's the point of having these folders in this sub option next to installed in your game library? I just, I, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely in a place where I think it's nice having it even in, even in this form than to not have it at all because I can still see myself using game lists in this way. You know, if it is like a somebody, I'll actually pull the question now. I was going to save it for later in the show, but you know, it's, it's part of the conversation. Uh, Lucid Dream writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, they finally gave us folders, bless. What's the first folder you're going to create? And for me, it will be a local multiplayer uh, folder and like an online oh. multiplayer folder. Um, you know, things like Jackbox, th- things that me and my friends are going to play if I ever have friends over. You know, that is one folder that I like to have. But then also things like Fortnite, things like Apex, things like Overwatch, the, the uh, you know, Old Faithfuls that I always go back to, um, especially for online play with friends. I think it is nice to be able to group those all into one thing so that I am not you know, always organizing by A through Z or having to click triangle and then searching and typing in the name. If I know there are, there are six or seven games that I'm going to play with friends all the time or at least come back to uh, months later when, when there is a big Apex update, then yeah, like I want easy access to that. And I think game list, games list is a good solution for that. Again, would I prefer it to be on the home screen where I can just pin it there and not have to worry about scrolling all the way to the right and then clicking a button and then clicking the, your collection? Yes, I think it would be great if I could pin it on the home screen. Um, but I think I'll, st- I'll, st- I'll still use it for this. You know, like I think nonetheless it's still a a decent feature to have um but i think that brings us into an interesting um uh talking point here what are the features left that we want for the ps5 you know like friend i feel like i talk about this all the time on ps love you with uh, greg and janet but mike as somebody who is more ingrained into the xbox ecosystem and i'm sure you hop into the playstation ecosystem are like where's this thing where's that thing are there any highly requested features that you have for the ps5 
You know, I don't play it enough to really warrant anything that I really need. I do notice a lot of people ask for dynamic themes, and over on the Xbox side, I have a wicked cool dynamic theme of Master Chief shooting off on a needler that looks really dope on my screen. So yeah, I'd like to elevate the back of my home screen, right? And make that look good. Even though we always talk about UI, it's just covered up by a bunch of game tiles and ads anyways, right? So I barely get to see this incredible background, but that would be one for me. I would actually turn to you because for me, I turn on my PS5. I know exactly what I need to do. Scroll across the recent games, jump into that, or go into my game library, get it done. That's really all I use my PS5 for. Other than that, I, I usually just complain, you know me, because I'm on the opposite side, right? With the Xbox. I'm more accustomed to their setup. So I usually just complain, hey, I can't find this. I can't do that. But I would like to know from PlayStation side of things, what do I need as a gamer? What what do you really want to elevate this? Because I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I have two things at the forefront. <clears throat> and I always, okay. I've already seen Chad even like mentioned uh, throughout some of these things. Mm. Um, but going back to how when you jump into a new PlayStation generation, oftentimes you regress to like the most basic version of what that UI is because they like to reinvent all the time. One of the best things I loved about the PlayStation 4 UI was the themes. There are so many themes that I have saved onto my PS4 that were dope as hell and made it exciting to get maybe a certain, uh, maybe a pre-order on a game or maybe like a certain uh, version of a game because I know I'm getting that theme with it. I think about the Undertale theme that I got when I got Undertale. I think about the Ooh. the Last Guardian theme or the, was it, I think it was Shadow of the Colossus actually. Uh, I believe I got a Shadow of the Colossus theme when I got Shadow of the Colossus, the remake that blew Shout out to did. the Grim Fandango theme that like, it wasn't, oh. that's not a very like Christmassy game, but for whatever reason, the track that they used bless for that theme, I always like wanted it like around like Christmas time because it was just like a nice, like smooth, like a bassy, like jazz soon i'm like oh yeah like, now that was the dope thing stuff. that was the dope thing is that the themes on ps4 were dope enough to where i would switch around every few months to be like oh man i missed yeah. the like barrett you remember yeah. the per persona 5 theme uh well there were several i had the morgana one <clears throat> and shout mm. out to the morgana theme because that solely was the reason that one joey noel played persona 5. oh hell yeah she came okay. over to our house and i had it like uh, uh up on my uh uh ps4 and she was like this is a cool tune i'm like the vibe of this and that's what got her to play that game so uh um, yeah you know the uh, themes also selling games to other people so i mean saying. <laughs> on that same exact note i i got the final fantasy 7 theme i think mm. when i got um not even the remake when it was the original final fantasy 7 port on PlayStation that upset everybody because they thought they were going to get remake. Uh, I believe mm. that came with a theme, and I got that theme. And that theme came with, uh, I want to say it was Aerith's theme. Uh, it was like a piano tune that played yeah. over it, and that yeah, was the yeah. sickest theme. And that got me, that solely um, uh, or single handedly sold me on the Final Fantasy VII soundtrack. I was like, damn, this slaps. Gotcha. Let me go listen to the soundtrack and go. Whenever oh, baseball shit. would start, Mike. You know, they always had like a million different MLB themes. <laughs> I would always like yeah. load up, uh, you know, the Cle like you could actually select which team you wanted as well. So I would always select oh, like the it. Cleveland uh, 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 theme for for baseball whenever baseball started. Like, God, that was so. That, that, what a that good is time. one thing I'll I'll jump in on is I always it is interesting and a little catchy for those themes to have the background music right. I think on the PlayStation yep. side, you get that Xbox, you don't get that right, but like. You have your dynamic theme or whatever you want to call the theme and the music on PS4. And then you'd go over to the game and they would start playing kind of the thematic music for that game. I always found that very interesting. Sometimes mm -hmm. I would like it. Sometimes I hated it, right? Because I didn't really need the music cutting in and out all the time. Because for me, when I turn it on, I'm going directly to the thing. I don't really waste time or like kind of just zone out with the theme on in the background. But there is a couple that I do really like. So I'll give you that. I, I, th I think it's an interesting one. 
not truly needed for me in my gaming world. Mm -hmm. That's all. Well, one that I I, I think will um, uh, appeal to you in those in, in that instance, right, is Quick Resume. That's my other one that I really okay. love on PlayStation, and one that. I'm surprised they weren't able to to hit at launch, and I'm curious to see if they if they ever will. Um, mm. That is such a I, that I for me that is one of the the features that has really made Xbox. I'm gonna scam likely call. I hate these things every single morning. I uh, answer those all the time. Bless. You I answer love, them. I love answering them, bro. Uh, just a quick side tangent. I answer all the time because I'm looking for somebody to talk to. And this guy called me yesterday. He goes, hello, Mr. Howard. We see that you can sign up for senior citizen insurance. And I'm like, sir, I'm 30 years old. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, you can still sign up. And then I'm thinking, I'm like, should I keep talking to this guy? Should I hang up? I answer those all God, the time, bro. Like, I love it. I'm pretty sure if you answer, that's how they know that this number is in use. And they call you even more. Yeah. That's why people, I I'm looking for people to talk to. I need somebody to talk to. Like you're a special human being, like <laughs> I, you're answering the same likely calls on purpose. Um, but yeah, no, like I think Quick Resume would be, I think Quick Resume would be such a great feature to have, just mm. from my experience using it on Xbox uh, Series X. You know, even even yeah. having it be the case where I'm playing a game and then I have to move my Xbox, and I, even though I unplug that thing, replug it in, that thing still Quick Resumes. That thing still starts from from where it's at, and there are games that I've booted up months ago uh and this is this is how how uh not as often i use my xbox right a game that i'll boot up like a month or two ago come back to you know open up my xbox after playing multiple other games go back to that game and i'm standing right in the same position as i was when i left it that is magical to me and i think that would be so useful on the ps5 and the ui almost hints toward it in some places right like you have the switcher that feel in the ps5 that feels like it's tailor made for Quick resume. You know, if you remember during the PS4, if you would open up another game while the game is still active, it would give you a prompt saying, "Are you sure you want to open up this game? We're going to close the previous game." Oh. They don't do that on the PS5. On the PS5, if you switch a game, they will close that first game out automatically, and it's like, "Well, why do this if you're not if you didn't have quick resume in mind?" Like it feels like they were building to that, and and then decided that they weren't going to do it at the last second or something. Um, but that for me would definitely be a highly requested feature. I think that would be awesome. I have one for you. I noticed, you know, not being all the time on my PlayStation 5. I noticed at the beginning, though, when we talk about smart delivery over on the Xbox side, I noticed a lot of the time I would be downloading games on my PS5. I'd get the PS4 version and the PS5 version downloaded, then I'd have to delete one. Oh, yeah. Did they ever figure that out where it's just a simple check which one you want or, like, notice that I'm on my PS5 and just give me the right version? Did they ever fix that? No, but I, I, if I recall correctly, they made it easier. They, it's they, not, they, they made it easier okay. and more clear when you go to download of, like, do you want the PS5 mm -hmm. version or the PS4 version? It definitely but, got better. Yeah. But someone in the chat, I, I, I lost who they were. Um, apparently, if you have a disc and, like, you you bring it, uh, you put the disc in, it'll automatically download the PS4 version rather than the PS5 version, which I find hilarious. Mm. So, mm. Oh, yeah, that's really funny. Yeah, that was one I, I noticed I would like. I mean, that is when you bring up Quick Resume. Xbox has made great strides in how they have that UI tailored over in your game's library, right? We talk about being able to pin certain games to different lists that you have. Quick Resume has a great list right now to show you which games are suspended. You even see right now they're working on a more movement of better visualization on your games list of, hey, this game has been taking off, taken off of Xbox Game Pass right now. Or, hey, you need the disc for this game now. Or, hey, you're not signed into the correct account to play this game with just little small indicators on the game tiles, which I really like how they're doing that, right? Because for someone who has 550 games in my game library, I notice sometimes I'll click on one and be like, oh, you're not signed into the right account, Mike, or hey, it's been taken off now. I love that they're 
making good strides in the UI mm-hmm. to make it a little bit clearer and better, which is nice. Well, Mike, I want to continue talking about PlayStation hardware. With story number two, Backbone has Ooh. been announced as the first official PlayStation-friendly iPhone controller. This comes from Cameron Faulkner at The Verge. Sony has enlisted accessory company Backbone to make a PlayStationified version of the excellent Backbone One mobile controller for iPhone. It gives off PS Vita vibes, uh, except somehow Sony was okay with Backbone keeping its Xbox-like analog stick arrangement, uh, the the offset uh, sticks, which... I'm not a fan of, but I digress. Uh, the $99.99 controller, uh, which can be pulled pulled open to fit iPhones as small as the iPhone 13 mini and as big as the 13 Pro Max, comes in a new mix of white and black, just like the PS5's DualSense controller. Sure, this is a pricier workaround than strapping one of Sony's controllers to your phone, but it's a more elegant-looking way to play PlayStation games via remote play. It's identical in price and design to all to the all-black 2020 Backbone 1 that's still on sale, uh, save for one big change. Cross, circle, triangle, and square buttons uh, in place of A, B, X, and Y uh, to match in-game button prompts you'll see in PlayStation games on mobile. You can use it to play games on Apple Arcade, Xbox Game Pass, and Stadia, but the button prompts won't match up with what's on screen unless the developer has programmed its game to support PlayStation button icons. Now, this looks cool. It sounds awesome. Uh, give me Android. All right. Oh, Not the, okay. the whole, yeah, the whole yeah. world doesn't mm-hmm. have iPhone. All right. We got to learn. Oh. We got we to gotta come to understand that Android is the superior <laughs> platform. I'm not going to go that far, but I like my Android. Give me it's an, funny Android you say that, Bless, because I was the same way when they announced the first Backbone. I believe it was only for Android, and I wanted it on iPhone, and I didn't have an Android, so I needed them to do that. Now they have it for everything. So that's funny you say that, because that's what I wanted the most out of that. Now, what I want to do is I want to watch together um, Greg's preview of it um, mm. or impressions of it. He uploaded a TikTok, of course, edited by the lovely Roger McCorney and the mm. editing team at Kind of Funny. Um, I want to see what Greg has to think about it. So, Bear, you can go ahead and press play on that. Best controller for your phone just got a PlayStation makeover. You know that I love my Backbone controller for streaming games and remote play. Backbone has partnered with PlayStation to make the experience even more friendly to PS5 and PS4 players. The new model features the DualSense color scheme, transparent face buttons and the playstation logo on the back other than that it's the same badass controller that i use in the daily to play games on my phone while my wife watches tv it feels great in my hands it's responsive and it's a breeze to set up you extend the controller slide your phone in and you're ready to remote play playstation stream xbox or jump into your mobile games whatever uses a controller in your phone you can play with it so if you're looking for a mobile solution with a ps5 vibe good news the best controller for there it is i want it i want it real bad I, I want to go full chaos and get this controller only to play Xbox uh, cloud games. Oh, you're the best right there. Uh, I mean, yeah, it is fire, right? It's a very cool look. It's one of those that people will definitely buy onto because it has the Sony look. It has the PlayStation branding on that. And everybody loves a nice look to their, uh, you know, accessories that you buy. For me, I've always been the clip in the controller guy. I have a Razer Kishi for my Android device. Thank you to Jeff Grubb who corrected me. It was the Razer Kishis that came out Android first and then iPhone. Uh, I actually didn't like the form factor. I never really vibed with the feel of the Kishi at all. And I actually prefer just the clip with the controller. It's a little more bulky to carry around, but it just felt better to me gaming on the games I like to play, especially because I'm playing more Halo first part, Halo first person shooter games. So it felt better to have the actual controller than opposed to these small, just kind of accessories. It never felt good in my hands, but it's fire looking, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to buy it. Yeah. Uh, and also, I saw in chat somebody mentioned, somebody asked, right? Like, are we sponsored by Backbone? No, we are not. I just pinged Greg Miller to make sure. No, we're not sponsored yeah. by Back- Backbone. Those are uh, oh, Greg Miller's yeah. 
honest review slash preview slash impressions or whatever you yeah, want to call it, it. it. It's essentially it boils down to like it's uh, mm. you know it's it's the same controller that he's already liked. We've already talked about like oh, we yeah, talked yeah. about yeah, back yeah. in the past and stuff like that. But no, it's just got a a little nice little uh, PlayStation coding on it. But it, it was provided by Backbone for review. But no, we were not yes. sponsored by that. Another issue, Blessing and Baird, is I'm a jabroni who has a pretty big phone case on, and these don't really play well with your phone cases. That's the issue, right? Yeah. And so Even like yeah, now I got to play the game too, where I got to take it off, I got to put it in, and then I got to put it back on. I need something that's a little more like form factor to, hey, clearly 90% of the people with cell phones have a case on. Only nutcases like Tim Gettys don't run around with their phone with a case on. Wait, does right? Tim not so, have a case? No, I don't think Tim does cases. Oh, what Tim, a madman! No, like that. yeah. that can't be right. He, what I, a dude, I bet man. you if you ask him, I'm pretty sure Tim I mean, Getty that, says he runs around with no Blessing. I needed to call Tim right now. He, they're, I think Tim. they're going to board soon. Um, but uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe check up on uh, Tim and ask him if he's using a case right now. Yeah, because I, I can't. That's I mean, I believe it. That sounds like something yeah. Tim would do. I'm pretty sure Tim does that. Tim, Tim's a man that just lives wild like that, yeah. but. My issue is I always have a phone case on. These don't play well with a lot of phone cases. So that's my downfall. Man, Tim's phone just raw dog in his pockets. That's wild. I'm pretty sure he raw dogs that, bro. Yo. Tim Geddes, you are live on KFTD. How's it going? Oh, it's going fantastic. I'm at the airport about to go to Nashville, Tennessee, baby. Oh, shit. You excited for SummerSlam? Oh, lots of slam and jam, baby. What's up? Uh, so I wanted to call you because Mike just told me that your phone doesn't have a phone case. Is that true? Oh, yeah. I'm raw-dogging it, baby. I knew it. Yeah, I, I knew, knew it, it dude. Why? Like, is, this, is this a style over function thing? Do you not believe oh, in yeah. cases? Fashion over function. Fashion yes. over function. He's the coolest. It Holy hasn't cow. served me wrong yet. I've never had a case on my phone, ever. And you've never dropped it? you never broke it? Ask him if he has never. a screen protector. Now, Bear wants to know if you have a screen protector. No. What wow. the fuck, He's Tim? so cool. He's so ah, cool, cow. I'll never do that. I'll never do it. But Everybody's cool. saying you're real cool. Mike is saying you're real cool. And so. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Right, I'll I, take it. I appreciate you answering the call. Bye. You guys have fun. Bye. Peace. What a madman. He's insane. <laughs> and so for people like him, it's easy to buy these backbones and be able to clip it on right away and go forth about it. I guess I have a follow-up. I mean, the nice part about the backbone is you can play mobile games and you can stream Xbox Cloud games. Blessing, are you somebody that really uses PS Remote Play? Because in all the years that I've had my PlayStation 4 into 5, I think I've PS Remote Played once, maybe, if that. I don't even think I have, to be honest with you. Are you utilizing that function often? Not often, but every now okay. and then I do. And I think I would more if I had the backbone. Um, part mm, of why okay. I've not enjoyed doing remote plays because I just don't like uh, using touchscreen to, pl to play my games. That's also why I just don't play mobile games that much in general, right? Mm. I prefer having a controller in my hand. Uh, but earlier this year, I was playing 13 Sentinels uh, Aegis Rim, and I played quite a few hours of that game remote play on my phone because though that's very much a narrative game that you do not need twitch reflexes for and so i felt fine playing that remote play and, and honestly that that added to the experience you know i'd be i'd play uh sitting in my bed away from my playstation and the game ran well it looked good uh like i was actually surprised by how good it looked on my phone and i would play more games like that especially for those kinds of games that again 100%. don't require quick reflexes if i had something like the backbone to, to, to hold so it up i had a uh, or i have a backbone um uh, the original one not the the cool playstation looking one uh, and i remember like playing around with uh you know our apartment isn't the best for wi-fi like the wi-fi signal gets pretty weak outside of the living room 
where our router is. Uh, so as long as I'm in the living room, right? Like I remember playing a little bit of like Assassin's Creed Valhalla uh, when uh, the the PS5 like launched, and we had that version, and that like ran pretty well. Uh, very impressive with the uh, impressed with how that ran. And you know what the perfect game was for uh, Bless was when I uh, replayed Persona Five Royal yep. uh, last year, and that was the perfect just like. All right, I'm I'm laying around and you know I'm just going through dungeons and stuff like that, especially you know with like the latency stuff. Like that's not a game where you really need to worry about that. So that was that's how that was perfect. Honestly, when Persona Five first came out in 2017, I I play I did remote play a little bit for like maybe a couple hours of that game through my Vita because I had played Persona Four Golden a couple years prior on my Vita and. That was such the, I mean, like that is a Vita game. And that was such a, the, that was the magical way for me to play that game. Um, and I had associated Persona so much with my Vita. So when, when uh, Persona 5 came out, I was like, ah, oh, this doesn't feel right on console. This is a, this is a handheld game. It's meant for handheld. Let me play it on my Vita a little bit. And that was cool. But again, that was 2017 remote play on my Vita. It just didn't work that uh, well enough for me to play the whole game that way. Yeah. And, so, and also, you know, the Vita is just, you know, bad hardware. Oh, okay. you know. Well, watch your mouth, Baron. All right. Oh, remember I remember where you're Vita. at. Oh, remember man, where you're at. Terrible yeah, yeah. hardware. Delete save oh, files wow, I all like the time. That. You know, just a <laughs> terrible, terrible console. For you, Baron. For you. Crawl, uh, it crawled so the Steam Deck could run and sprint all over the place. <laughs> I mean, place, you're right. You know? The Steam Deck. Oh, my God. Let me tell you about the Steam Deck. Deck right. boy. Listen, everybody. Tell I you how much Steam Deck. Let me tell, tell you how much of a case person I am. I have this ugly ass rubber case on my Steam Deck. No, I'm not because you got a raw dog that, bro. You got a raw dog that. Oh, man. I keep that rubber on. Yeah, you got to be way better than that. Yeah, you got a Mike, how much Steam have deck. you used your Steam Deck? I have used my Steam Deck a grand total of 40 minutes right now. God. I am currently playing a game that was made definitely in like 1992. It is currently called Heroes 3 Might and Magic HD Edition is the game that I play on it. <laughs> and uh, I play about 20 minutes a night all by myself. Um, and yeah, I don't know. At least you're using you know, it. So Here's my issue with the Steam Deck. I'm very excited what? about this. I've never deck, heard right? that statement before. Here's my issue with the Steam Deck. Well, my issue with the Steam Deck is, Bless, I'm mm. very much like Greg Miller. I am not the guy that can go deep into the hardware to go get certain things. Wink, wink. You all know what I'm saying right now. And so I'm mm. scared of doing that because I'm going to mess that up for sure. I don't know how to do that, right? Mike, let me hold and so hand. for me, I'll I need someone to hold hand just like we did with the smash bros when, uh, characters whenever we need somebody next to do time this for me. next time you come to the city mike bring your mm -hmm. steam deck we'll help you do cyber crime yes. and it'll be okay and we won't break your steam deck <laughs> and it'll be a fun time exactly so that that's the only issue i have is like i love the steam deck it's cool that i can play all my steam games on it which i'm already playing my steam games at my desk so i don't really want to play those games if you know what i'm talking about so mm. it's like now i have to go deeper on a situation that I'm not quite familiar with, and so I'm not, I'm, I'm not too hot on it right now. I need help. If I get that, right, we'll then I'll out, be man. pumped. You know what I mean? Then Listen, I'll be pumped. <laughs> we're gonna show you a whole new world. All right, mm -hmm. we'll be Aladdin up in this in this thing. All right, I'll we'll get you there. But for now, before we hop in to a story about an Xbox game, I want to let people know about Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, where you can go and get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. 
Are people still trying to make plans with you this summer as if you aren't booked and busy already? You're just gonna have to tell them to try again in the fall. You've got pool days, pride parades, bachelor parties, and beach vacations waiting for you because when you're living your best life, the last thing you wanna worry about is butt sweat. I'm Greg Miller and my butt never sweats because I wear MeUndies. You've heard it a million times. I like MeUndies so much from the first pair. I bought a whole bunch more and threw away the rest of my underwear. They're the best. MeUndies has the lightest, most breathable fabrics to keep you cool and comfortable wherever you go. From undies to brawlers, to socks, to loungewear, to swimwear, you can find something for all your plans. MeUndies also releases new prints all the time, like their limited edition Pride collection. Find your ultimate summer comfort in sizes extra small to 4XL. MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off. For a limited time, if you sign up for their free-to-join MeUndies membership, you get 25% off your first membership item. To get 15% off your first order, 25% off your first membership item, and 100% satisfaction guaranteed, go to MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. That's MeUndies.com slash kind of funny. No one likes waiting on a paycheck, especially when you've got bills due. Good thing there's Chime. Now you can get your paycheck up to two days earlier with direct deposit. That's up to two more days to save, pay bills, and generally just feel good about your money situation. But Chime is about more than just getting paid early. It's also an award-winning mobile app, checking account, debit card, and optional savings account. So what are you waiting for? Hopefully not your paycheck. Get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes. Get started at chime.com slash kfgames. That's chime.com slash kfgames. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancor Bank or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on your payer. Story number three, Grounded 1.0 has a release date. This is from Ishrak Subhan at Eurogamer. Two years since its launch in early access, Obsidian's Garden Survival Adventure Grounded is finally getting a full release on September 27th. The announcement was made by game director Adam Brennicke, along with news of a final early access update out today, which includes a huge revision to the game's armor and upgrade systems. There's also a secret feature called the Home Stretch included in the update that will be turned on at a later date. We knew that the game was set to leave early access in September back in June, but now we have a solid release date. This launch version of Grounded will introduce a full campaign, playable either solo or cooperatively, new armor recipes, new weapons, a new uh, a giant mantis, oh that's terrifying, and more when it arrives on PC and Xbox. Mike, how excited are you for Grounded Ender 1.0? Hey, yeah, I am pretty excited about this, Bless. Of course, of course, first off, congratulations to that team over at Obsidian Games, right? We talk about Obsidian on the Xbox side, kind of being like the Insomniac on the PlayStation yeah. side, right? This Two is the workhorse team. This is fall. the team that has so many games coming out or in the works that everybody's really excited for. And for me, Grounded has been such a journey, right? They talk about it two years in pre-release, right? For players to jump out there and get involved and have some fun and share their feedback. And it's been an interesting ride because for me, I jumped into Grounded way back in the day, like right when they first put it on pre-release and you could go play it, right? And so there was only a limited slice of gameplay. And it's so interesting when you think about its lifespan, right? Of like people come in, they check out a piece, maybe they leave, maybe they stay the whole time, maybe they jump in halfway through and there's a bunch of content. So for me and my friends, we jumped in so early that we played everything that was available, right? And it was like, okay, now what, right? Because you either wait for the next update or you come back later on. And we never really came back. So for me, mm -hmm. 1.0 is a big milestone. It is really exciting because I am excited to jump into this. And I think everybody kind of identifies and loves a lot of these survival and crafting games, right? Whether it be Ark, something that I truly love, or maybe you're playing Valheim, right? But it is cool 
the vibe that they have of being, you know, honey, I shrunk the kids in the backyard. It is a fun family friendly vibe and it is exciting to play. So I can't wait for 1.0. I'm really pumped up about this. Do you have any idea uh, or uh, prediction for what this home stretch feature they're talking about? They're talking about secretly turning on a feature at a later date. Uh, you know what? I don't know bless at all. Actually. I, I am excited to see what this could be. I do know that I'm looking forward to, of course, they announced the show, right. That they're doing, but I do want to know kind of like the lore and how do we get back to our normal size selves, right? He talked about like the end game and the idea of like, maybe there is an end where we can get back to the normal size of what we want to be. And so that's what I'm looking forward to. And the, "Quote unquote home stretch of all of this." That's what I want to see. Oh yeah, I'm I'm very happy for Obsidian. You know, I, I'm re- I'm with you. Yeah, big congrats to them, and it's it's fun seeing them have this crazy output. You know, you look at Xbox's fall, and it, I think not having Starfield was a big blow. But you're talking about two two games coming out of one one first party studio between uh, Grounded 1.0 and Pentiment. And yeah, those aren't like the Starfield size things, obviously, but. Those are still helping fill in fill in the gaps uh, where there aren't those bigger games, and that is Obsidian putting in the work, right? Like not only are they working on those games, but they're also working on Avowed and they're working on Outer Worlds too. Like that is very impressive. Let alone rumors of them possibly working on a New Vegas someday, right? Like, don't you say that, that is, blessing? Don't you get me excited for that? I need it. I somebody has to. Like <laughs> like Fallout, you're just gonna sit on Fallout for 15 years while they put out Starfield next year, and then, what, Elder Scrolls Six yeah. seven years from now? Somebody yes. has to make a Fallout. Nope. Somebody no has to. No more Fallout until, I agreed with that. until I agree Fallout with that. 5 in 2034. Yeah. I refuse. That's a word I don't want to live in. Yeah, shout out to the team, right, Bless? You're totally right. These are, and this is also, like, small teams working on a labor of love project, right? Like, Grounded is also what we kind of talk about with, like, Bleeding Edge, right? This is a small team out of this studio that's working on something different, something unique and fun, right? And for some people, it will hit, but some people, it won't, right? When you look at Pentiment, that's such a different game. That isn't the big AAA title that Xbox sorely needs right now, but there will be a small group of people that really love that game, just mm-hmm. like Grounded and what that will bring and being an online or an ongoing multiplayer game where 1.0 will continue to grow. A lot of people will be able to jump into this thanks to Game Pass and play this for years to come if it continues to hit right and when we look at it we've had a very dry year on the xbox side we're kind of looking for the next best thing we're looking for something hot wheels dlc just came out that really did a great job with forza as dusk falls has been great right but that's not a first party studio that's a published xbox game and so it is nice to see obsidian say hey we're here to get us through this fall and through the winter so we can keep it moving but ground 1.0 is a big deal it's been a long time coming and it is exciting yeah, and they got that the the variety in the kind of games they make. You know, I, I think it's rare that you can have a studio that is putting out these big Western RPGs that are really hitting. You know, th- things like Outer Outer Worlds, hopefully things like Avowed and Outer Worlds too. But then also put out a survival ongoing game, and then also put out Pentiment, which looks like it's going to be. I know it's not indie necessarily, but it has that indie darling feel, and it is being worked on by a small team within Obsidian. To be able to hit on multiple notes like that, that is tough for even some of the best studios. You know, I look at um, uh, uh, Hellblade Studio, uh, Mike. Oh, Ninja Theory. Ninja, I look at Ninja Theory, and I'm like, Ninja mm-hmm. Theory are one, some, some of the most talented, um, one of the most talented studios in the game, but even they had a bleeding edge, right? And it's like, ah, oh, damn. All right, well, at least you guys have another Hellblade coming through. At least you guys have Pro- is it Project Mara uh, that looks yeah, to be like this cool, uh-huh. their cool next big uh, technical thing coming through. You guys still have those dope-ass projects, but every now and then you might have a miss because you are swinging outside your wheelhouse. Uh, yeah. 
obsidian to be swinging outside the, the not even outside the wheelhouse swinging in a different wheelhouse and still hitting i think is very impressive and so uh good on obsidian yeah it's something that paris lily always talks about on the x cast right when you look at all these studios a lot of them have been known for like one certain game franchise right but we always want them to create what they're excited for we want them to make new and innovative and different ideas and games right you look at 343 they've made halo that's all they're ever going to make right but you mm-hmm. would love to see them test the water in something different people always turn to the coalition and their skills and talents with gears and they want to know what's next how can they leverage the power of unreal engine and what they've done with that and can they make something different right in the rumor of course is they might be making something different and you get excited about that because when we talk about acquisitions and we talk about bringing back old franchises which is all great paris lily will always tell you I want the studio to make what they want to make. I want them to make something yeah. new and something different if they want to do that. So Phil has given the power to these studios to do that. And you're looking at a little obsidian, right? They're making a bunch of different titles. They're able to make a small project of love that is grounded or pentiment while still doing what we want, which is Outer Worlds 2 and Avowed, right? So good, good for them. And I hope more studios have that kind of love to be able to do that. Well, Mike, we've talked about PlayStation. We've talked about Xbox. Let's talk about Nintendo with story number Ooh. four. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe's second wave of DLC has been revealed. This is John Porter at The Verge. Nintendo has announced a release date, August 4th, for the next DLC courses coming to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. The second wave includes eight courses, the same as what we saw when the first wave launched in March. They're mostly based around tracks found in previous Mario Kart games, but there's one that's brand new, Ooh. an ice cream themed course called Sky High Sunday. Running down the returning tracks from previous games, there's Calamari Desert from N64, from the N64 version of Mario Kart, which I'm very excited for, yep. uh, Mario Circuit 3 from the SNES, Mushroom Gorge from the Wii, uh, which I'm also very excited for, Ma- uh, Walu- Waluigi Pinball from yeah, the DS, baby. Yeah, uh, Snowland from the GBA, and New York Minute and Sydney Sprint, which both previously appeared in the mobile, mobile focus title Mario Kart Tour. Nintendo's announcements notes that Sky High Sunday is due to come out in Mario Kart Tour at a later date. The second wave of tracks is included as part of the Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack subscription or can also be purchased as part of the Booster Course uh, Pass for $24.99. That price includes all 48 DLC tracks that will eventually be released for the game. Now, yeah, Barrett Courtney. Barrett Courtney is a Mario Kart god, as they like to say, because this man uh, somehow is just unbeatable. You know, He's every now good. and then, there are, ga- there are games where I'm like, oh, these aren't skill-based. These are party games, right? Games like Fall Guys, which somehow Mike is a god at. Yeah. And also games like Mario Kart, which somehow Barrett has ascended at. Barrett, how hyped are you for this wave, too? Very excited. You know, you know we're never getting Mario Kart 9. It's just going to be Mario Kart 8 DLC forever uh, until we all die. Um, and, yeah, I'm always looking forward to having an excuse to get back into Mario Kart. Um, yeah, the the Sunday one is cute, but the, the fact that they're like, oh, it's uh, coming to Mario Kart Tour later makes me feel like it's probably not going to be um, as engaging as like a an original Mario Kart level and more on the level of the Mario Kart Tour stuff, which mm. I, to be fair, the tour tracks that were added in the first wave, I do like. They're not like the most imaginable tracks, but they are fun in their own right and like the, the designs for them and stuff like that. So uh, excited for that. Uh, love me the classic, uh, you know, uh, what was it? Yeah, the Calamari Desert from N64. Yeah. This is a classic right here. Uh, the... 
uh, yeah, Mario Circuit 3 as well, another classic. I, I, I love getting the SNES uh, love. Uh, Mushroom Gorge, I remember playing a, a lot. Like, that's another classic Wii title. Wii is probably sure. the version that I had played the least out of all the main uh, Mario Kart games, but that's still one where I, I flashback playing that with uh, my sister um, back in the day. And then... What was it? The the snow one, the GBA snow one was the only one where I was like, hmm, that's an interesting, like, you know, blessing you and I being N64 boys, right? Like, I would have mm -hmm. preferred the the snow level from the N64 uh, game, but mm. you know, I know I saw people who were excited for Snowland, so that's a uh, that's awesome. The one I'm most excited for though is Waluigi Pinball, because goddamn, I this forgot how much awesome. I forgot how much I played the DS uh, Mario Kart because I never actually owned a DS, but like. All my friends in middle school owned uh, DSs, so if, like, if there was one friend who was like, oh, everybody else is playing Mario Kart, I don't really f feel like playing Mario Kart, they would hand the, their DS to me and then I could play. And like mm -hmm. this this track right here was an absolute highlight on the DS. When this uh, popped up in the trailer, I like it was, we were laying in bed. I was like, oh, shit, like yelled really loud, and Alyssa was like, what? I was like, Waluigi Pinball, baby, let's go. Let's um, go. And so I'm, I'm really excited for that. A good excuse, Mike. Let's get back into Mario Kart next week on stream. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? You know what I'm saying, buddy? Let's school you know some saying, kids. Mike? It, it, uh, you know, Blessing, he, he, I know what he's saying, and I'm going to be in the back of the pack the entire afternoon. You know what I'm saying, Blessing? <laughs> because I'm bad at that game. But it is great. I love hearing the enthusiasm and excitement out of Baird, who really loves Mario Kart. And for me, I'm a big N64 kid, as you brought up, Baird, right? And so to see Calamari Desert brings a big smile to my face. That is the nostalgia factor I want. And the idea of adding 48 courses over X amount of weeks, right, into this game that will make it the super ultimate edition of Mario Kart that everyone can own and play and have so many races on is really special and exciting. So for this, am I super hyped? Am I going to turn back on Mario Kart? Probably not. But it is nice to know that, like, that game is going to continue to get updates and a lot of new races and courses that when I do have the party at my house, like Blessing said, one day people will come and see me. We'll have a bunch of different courses to go race, and it will be a ton of fun, you know? So it's a positive there. Well, Mike, speaking of updates, I got another question in from Jordan Vickers, who writes into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. It's like you can and says, I forget if Tim is hosting today, but I hope he is because this is the definition of get hyped. Listen, there's no Tim, but we have nope. the number one Mario Kart player in the world, Barry Courtney, and the master of hypes, Mike Mike. So we got you. The next set of booster courses, uh, the next set of the booster course class was shown today, and they all look like bangers. The biggest prize is a whole new never-seen-before course, Sky High Sunday, which makes my question simple. Now that new courses, uh, now now that new courses are no longer a pipe dream, what do you want the next new course to be like? Or maybe more simply, what character do you want it to be themed after? Mike, uh, I want it to be themed after since I always race as them, the Bowser kids. Okay, so let's oh, try to figure out something fun. Uh, that would be definitely that. something bright vibrant maybe a little bit of fire in between for the bowser theme but like i race all the time as the bowser kids so if we could have something tailored to them I, i'm all about I, it i like, it. It. I like them because for bowser himself right you always get the castles <clears throat> and and like in the classic mario games right the kids are always um on those uh the flying ships right bless right mike Ooh. yep what if you like got a course that was all themed around like uh like driving oh, like across the like the flying ships and stuff are you talking about like the ones okay. from like Mario Three? Yeah, the, yeah, the boss? yeah. Oh, that's that would be Chef's cool. Kiss. That would be. Oh, cool. I hope somebody at Nintendo's listening to that because that's, 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 that's the best idea, idea. we could have came up with. <laughs> that's a genius idea. I would absolutely love that. Um, but I was gonna throw in like 
do another Nintendo franchise in the way that we have like a Zelda. Oh, I know Link is literally in the game, but you can expand out from there. Right? I think they have F Zero courses, and I don't think yeah, Captain the two F Zero courses are mm-hmm. sick as hell. So like, I would even do maybe Kirby or something like that, right? Yeah. Like, what oh, is another yes, fun Nintendo good. franchise you can go you can throw in there and get crazy? Uh, there was a Kirby racing game on GameCube, right? It was a Kirby Air Ride? I'm not a I'm, I wasn't a Kirby person, especially during the GameCube era. Um, but I wonder if there's one of those courses that you can tap into and go, hey, not only are we bringing back classic courses from Mario Kart, but here's a classic course from this Kirby oh. Air Ride game. Mm. I think something like that could be really fun and really clever and get people Chats, really excited. Chat shouting out a oh, lot get of a good Diddy ones. Kong one? That would be fun. Yeah, Diddy Kong oh. one because they'll never bring back Diddy Kong Racing right now. Diddy yeah, Kong so. Racing course? Um, someone pointed out Splatoon. Like, we already have the Splatoon kids in there. Like, that would be a oh, good yeah. opportunity to get, like, a Splatoon yeah. course. Uh, someone was saying Metroid would be a really cool one. Um, Pokemon, I would really love, especially with, oh, like, uh, when you dude. think of, like, Animal Crossing. Like, the Animal Crossing course is really fun and cute. Like, I would love that for Pokemon. Like, uh, just imagine, like, what they could do with uh, dude, now, a Pokemon Dude, now, course. at this point, we're kind of we're kind of pitching Smash Cart. And honestly, this sounds hype Cart. as hell. I need a Smash Cart. Yeah, that is, all these courses we're describing sound ridiculous, and I want them all. And so Nintendo, <laughs> get on it for now. Uh, Mike, like I mentioned earlier, we've talked about PlayStation, we talked about Xbox, we talked about Nintendo. Now let's bring it all together with story number five. Phil Spencer's most anticipated game is God of War Ragnarok. I am pulling from Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle. Microsoft's head of gaming has said the game he's he's most looking forward to uh, playing is Sony's God of War Ragnarok. Spencer revealed his most anticipated game in response to one of several questions posted by the official Xbox Twitter account. The tweet asked respondents to name their first game, last game, favorite game, and game they want to play next, among others. Spencer selected God of War Ragnarok, the upcoming PlayStation sequel, which was recently given a November 9th, 2022 release date, as the game he's most eager to play next. Uh, the tweet from Phil, from Phil Spencer reads first game pong uh last game road night that's that, you know that, that's serious when your first game was pong that pong, means you're really bro. an og yeah, you've been there yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> you've been around uh last game road 96 favorite game robotron 2084 game you play the most he says right now uh, forza horizon 5 hot wheels and then game you want to play next god of war ragnarok and then it also says, first game you'd show a caveman uh, he says luminous uh perfect mix oh, of mechanics music like style that. replayability Lumines? Lumines. He says Lumines. Uh, earlier this <laughs> month, prior to the game's release date announcement, Sony Santa Monica creative director Corey Barlog urged follow- followers to, quote, treat the people that make the things we love with human decency and respect after some of the game's developers received abuse on social media. Quote, so well said, Corey, Spencer responded. Uh, he continued, I can't wait to enjoy God of War when it comes out. And thanks to you and the team for the amazing work it, that goes into creating things we love. Thank you. End quote. And this one that's not a new story per se, mm-hmm. but I figure it's a fun story, right? Like get some good energy out there. Out there, hell yeah! God of War Ragnarok looks dope, uh, yeah. and I'm excited for Phil Spencer to experience it. Yeah, no doubt, right? I mean, blessing. Let's all be real with each other. If you're a gamer, you're excited for God of War Ragnarok, right? Yeah. Everybody's very excited about this, and Phil is a gamer. Phil plays everything. When you talk, you know, I've been really lucky enough with the kind of funny X cast to talk with a lot of big time Xbox executives and people up on the higher side. And they're playing every game around. They don't care what system it's on. They're just here to play games and have a great time with this awesome entertainment art form, right? And so a lot of people get kind of in their jabroni feels. They get weird blessing when Phil Spencer says something like that. Everybody gets weird or they take it the wrong way and start complaining about Xbox has no games. But he's just having fun with it. And, of course, everyone's excited for this. This is going to be the biggest game of the year since Elden Ring and Horizon, right? When you look at it, 
people are going to be pumped up about this and good on Phil to be excited about this. I do want to bring in bless just so you know, mm-hmm. I replied to that tweet, right? And I want you to know the first game I would show a caveman was NBA street volume two. Hell Xbox yeah. Replied, they said, what will you teach him? Would you tell him about the NBA? No, this caveman would learn how to snatch ankles and kick on game breakers. <laughs> That's all that matters. Bless. Fuck yeah. I want to, I actually want to go through all uh, that tweet and give my own answers, but we're going to save that for the post show because I think that'd be a fun post show topic. Uh, but yeah, I love the idea of you showing NBA street to a caveman and them going, <laughs> what's his basketball? <laughs> what's his ball? <laughs> what's his basket? Yeah, not, o- not only are you teaching them about a video game, you also have to be like, uh, well, here are the rules of basketball. It's uh, <laughs> you, you got to do two steps there. Mike. <laughs> it's, it's like wheel, but more round. Like I, 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 I that sounds like such a great, fucking concept um we should recreate that in a tiktok or something but for now mike i can't wait for god of war ragnarok and you know what i can't wait for starfield also i'm sure cory barlog will play that one as well um but the release of those games are just so far away if i want to know what's coming out to mom and grab shops today where would i look blessing i would show you the upcoming list brought to you by the by the kind of funny games and daily show host. I don't know. I don't, I don't have the thing in front of me. You did your best. Yeah, sorry, I started laughing. I think I threw you off. Om Jesus and Jess said, "Why do you bounce the sun?" Which killed, <laughs> which killed me. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Why do you bounce the sun? Out today, we got Lost Epic for PC, PS4, and PS5. Baron Breakfast for PC and Nintendo Switch. Ooh. Lord Winklebottom investigates for PC. Dungeon uh, uh, Munchies. Breakfast uh, not on Switch today because I, I think they announced a couple weeks ago that that was delayed on mm. Switch because they didn't feel good about like how it controlled and stuff. I, I vaguely mm. remember that a couple weeks ago. Them putting. I wish out. I knew who to who to blame, but uh, lately I've had to pull from like eight different sources for out today because right. Kotaku stopped doing it. Uh, but you know, I'm just oh, I'm yeah. gonna blame. IGN. It's too bad they stopped doing that. I, I liked when Zach was doing all that. That's yeah. too bad. I look I, every that, single time I have to host. I never that, see it. Zach got hired, uh, like, as a, um, he was weekend uh, editor, and now he is, like, you know, during the week, and so his priorities got got shifted, sadly. Um, Zach, I need you to poke somebody else at, at Kotaku. Who is the weekend editor? Make them do it, all right? Make them give him a raise to get the, the out todays, because it'll help me a lot. Uh, but yeah, Baron Breakfast is out today on PC. Uh, Dungeon Munchies, PC Switch. AI Dungeon is out today for PC. Captain Velvet Meteor, the Jump Plus Dimensions for Switch. Kumaju. Ramelia Scarlet Symphony uh, is out today for PC and Switch. The Sims 4 High School Years Expansion Pack for Yo. PC, PS4, Xbox One. That does it for you. you Check for that? that out, y'all. Check that out. That looks like a ton of fun, Bless. It's, it looks like it's going to be a good time. Hell yeah. Uh, fourth Generation Warfare is out today for PC. Aluna Sentinel of the Shards, PS4. Azure Striker Gunvolt 3 for Switch. Catch me, ex- exclamation point, uh, PC, Life Makeover, PC, PS5, PS4, Android, Apple, Visteria Saga 2, The Sacred Sword of <laughs> Sylvanister uh, for PC, <laughs> Yacht Mechanic Simulator for PC, and then Uoni is out today for Switch. Uh, new days for you, Gold Simulator 3 is coming out November 17th. Cartoony platformer Kokoro Clover makes its English debut on August 4th on Switch and PC. And then Warhammer 40K Dark Tide has been delayed to November 30th for PC and will launch shortly after for Xbox Series X. And then this comes from Resident Evil on Twitter. They tweeted out that a free accessibility update for all Resident Evil Village users is coming alongside the Winter's Expansion and Gold Edition in October, adding in subtitle size, color, and background toggles, speaker name display in story mode, closed captions, and a permanent reticle. 
Uh, deals of the day for you. Xbox games with gold for August have been announced. You're getting Calico, uh, Scourgebringer, Saints Row 2, and Monaco. I know what you're thinking, man, they're starting to step up these <laughs> Xbox games with gold, aren't they? Two of those games have already been on Games of Gold. <laughs> those Hell yeah, games baby. have already Hell been there. Yeah. And so if you've had Games of Gold for a while, you might not have much to, to, to add in we, there. But We've run out of the catalog, Bless. We've run out of titles. But I will say this, Bless. I think, you know, if you've had Xbox Live games with gold, and you've actually redeemed every single one of them every single month. Shout out to you for being on the ball. Because as someone who has done that, I have completely lapsed and missed months upon maybe years of t- claiming those games. So I, I've done a bad job. You should be taking and claiming those free games that they give you. y'all. Make sure you're doing that. Yeah. No matter how bad the game is or if you don't like it or not. Freaking get it, y'all. It's free games. Go get that. Exactly. Janet Garcia. Unrailed, a co-op multiplayer game which challenges players uh, to build a track, uh, build a train track across endless procedurally generated worlds, uh, will be free to claim on Epic on the Epic Store from August 4th through August 11th. And then one more deal today for you. August free games for Amazon Prime have been announced. You'll be getting StarCraft Remastered, <laughs> Zach McCracken, and the Alien Mindbenders. I believe that is one title. Uh, Beasts of Mara Villa Island, Recompile Scourgebringer once again and Family Mysteries Poisonous Promises. Uh, jump, jump on those if you got that young Amazon Prime subscription. Ooh. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you write in, let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong, so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Uh, Kebabs writes in and says the PS5 no longer downloads the PS4 version of a cross-gen game when inserting the PS4 disc uh, like Jedi Fallen Order. However, it does still add the PS4 icon alongside the PS5 version you actually want to play. Uh, you have to delete the icon every time you restart the console with the what? disc inside. That's insane. That's so weird. Well, the PS5 kind of having a weird UI thing? Oh, <laughs> I'm shocked. Unheard of. Oh, I'm unheard shocked. of. <laughs> wow. Uh, tomorrow's host for Kind of Funny Games Daily are me and Tam. If you're watching this live on Twitch right now, after this is Mike playing some Death Stranding, and then also a reaction to Annapurna's game showcase. If you want to catch that stream later, you can subscribe to YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Plays for Death Stranding, and then YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games for the Annapurna live reaction. Remember this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post-show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash Games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, game daily.